For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Oh, Phoenix! <laughs> hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I mean, you're just going to replace me. Shut up! Randy Morales, the biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere. Why do I have to have a buzzer? And Greg DeMarco. You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome! You know, we always love to talk about how, how WWE screws up with talents. Has, has AEW screwed up any more with Adam Cole than they could have? Like, even his devil storyline, no one cares about anymore. At all. It, it, took, it took a month. He got Not hurt, even. though. Dude, that thing was dead as soon as he cut that promo that you complained about. Like, it was... It's a bad promo. Nah, but even when you look at him, like he doesn't take care of him. Like, it's just, it's just different there. Some people thrive there and some people don't. And... I, I just think he wanted to chill, and that's what he's doing. Now, he had the, he's had a rash of injuries, so not fair. Uh, a week where all these things are happening in pro wrestling, and I start talking about Adam Cole. The world of professional wrestling is ablaze with everything that's going on, thanks mainly to three gentlemen, gentlemen by the names of Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And, and, and Patrick... People are losing their fucking minds. They're losing their fucking minds over this whole thing. Yeah, they really are. And I mean, not only are they losing, like losing their minds and and we, you know, everybody's talked about this. Like ever since Friday happened, this past Friday happened, every, like, like you like to play the Cody Rhodes, you know, what do you want to talk about thing? Um, well, there's only th- one thing anybody wants to talk about right now. And, and there's like these two camps. There's this camp that is, you know, dead set and decided that this is this horrible decision that absolutely ruins everything for the, Cody. His the, life. The we is want over. Cody. He has, camp. he has been buried. There's the, we want Cody movement that WWE wrestlers are participating in and have allegedly been handing out signs at arenas for. So, you know, for those of you who don't think you're getting worked, maybe you're getting worked. You should probably think about that a little bit because if they're handing out signs, 
literally two days after this whole thing went down. Seems like there's more to it. Uh, you know, when it first got announced, the the thing that I again I got why people were mad. I also think people willfully ignored the other side of that coin, and I actually caught some heat from it from some of our own folks when I pointed this out. That I'm like, look, for damn near two years, the, all all the talk has been rock facing Roman Reigns out of WrestleMania perpetuated by the same fans who are currently mad. Uh, People like uh, the rock himself, Wayne himself has said it. Roman hasn't really been shy about proclaiming himself as one who has supplanted the rock. So like, like making it, making this big thing. You had the rock make an appearance prior to the Royal rumble where he as much said it was going to happen in the middle of the ring. When he teases the, should I sit at the head of the table thing? You had a response. The following, the following, you know, show. And so, like, like it was all there for you to see and hear. And I and I said this, I think I said this to you in a text. I know I said it to our good friend David Ungar in chatting about this. I think the biggest the biggest mistake, and you know, we can all speculate on what the actual ending of the Royal Rumble was, but the biggest problem, the reason why I think so many people are pissed off is because Cody Rhodes stood on a corner of the ring after winning the Royal Rumble and he pointed at Roman Reigns. And then talk to the post-game presser about Roman Reigns. And then there's a 180 that makes it look like the Rock pulled rank, which I don't, I don't know if the Rock pulled rank or not. I'm not going to pretend like I know either way. What I do know is that for everybody who's typing We Want Cody, you must have been deaf when you were watching SmackDown because it seemed like the crowd that was there liked the idea. Yeah. Well, okay. Few things because that's a lot of stuff. Um, it is. So let let's go. I'll try to hit on everything because I wasn't writing this all down, but I'll still try to hit it all before we get to some ideas and everything. First off, um, the the oh we we wanted Rock forever and then we suddenly want Cody. Like that's just stupid. Is a stupid does. That's just what they're gonna do. Um, right. The the Birmingham thing. <sighs> Here's the deal with that, in my opinion. And I thought this as soon as it happened. The Rock wasn't advertised. So when the music hits, you kind of forget everything else that's happening. If you knew, if it was advertised that The Rock was going to be there to push his side of the agenda, Cody was going to really push his side of the agenda, I don't know the reaction would have been quite the same. But... It's still the Rock would still get the Rock pop, right? Because it's the Rock. It, it, it's he's always going to get that reaction. He'd get that reaction if he was wrestling Ricochet at WrestleMania. Like it, it's just it, it's all there. No offense to Ricochet. I should have said like Karrion Cross or someone who sucks, but um, someone whose character sucks. Karrion's talented. Character stinks. Um, so I do think there's some of that. Like you got the surprise pop out of out of the Rock being there. And, and that's, that doesn't last forever when the rock keeps showing up and showing up and showing up. Now the Royal rumble is a huge issue 
It really is, right? The Royal Rumble is a huge issue because Cody winning it and and pointing to to Roman and all of that stuff. Now, every report that's out there says that Cody was supposed to win the Rumble. Every report says that Cody was supposed to win the Rumble, that it was always going to be Cody, that it wasn't Punk's injury that caused the change. It wasn't anything like that. Now, Dave Meltzer recently came out with an actual report, not speculation, but an actual report. True or not, I don't know. But he came out with it today. And what he said was, and it was it contradicted some other reports, there have been reports that Triple H didn't know about The Rock being in play. That that was an RE, whatever his name is, decision with The Rock coming in, joining the board, that a match is part of The Rock's deal, blah, blah, blah. These same idiots are reporting that The Rock's being paid $30 million to join the board. That's not true at all. He's receiving $30 million in stock, which is basically made up money because they just release right. stock and then it's 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 zero until he actually cashes it in. And then we'll see what the actual value of it is when that happens, right? Who the fuck knows? Like, it's not like they handed him a bag full of $30 million in cash. No, no one does that anymore. It's, it's even when companies buy companies, like it's just, it's just stock trading. Like it's, it doesn't even really cost anybody money until they cash out. Um, but Meltzer came out and said, Triple H has known about this for months and still booked Cody Rhodes to win the Royal Rumble. Now, if we assume that to be true for a moment, that tells me one thing. This is a giant plan and a giant storyline and has been all along. And that's what just bothers the hell out of me. Not from a storytelling perspective. Obviously, it's working. From the fans' perspective. And and maybe I just need to give up. They're never going to learn. Like like they're just no, never going to learn. They already think that they're flipping the script. They're already. No, I know. They're because because then Drew McIntyre comes out and and we get this dude. I'm sorry. I I actually because because all of the chair shot was talking about what was going on on Monday Night Raw, kind of in real time. Now. I, the dedicated bowler that I am, was like, right. I'm going to go bowling instead because that's more important to me than Raw. But I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta at least watch, right, the beginning of Raw because that's you know what everybody's talking. About. Dude, that was a clusterfuck of an everywhere promo segment thing. Like, I was fine with it. I'm not saying I didn't. I don't know if I was fine with it or I didn't like, but it, it just was Drew McIntyre. Was just, it was just sort of all over the place. Like as they tried to cover every base with with what everybody's like talking about him being mad and trying to trying to keep the whole like torn between two matches thing going on for Cody while at the same time trying trying to leverage Punk's injury to help Drew get you know kind of keep the momentum he's sort of creating. Uh, I you know I like things like the shirt. I like the way the WWE.com is selling the shirt. I don't know if you saw the Twitter post about it, but it's no, like but that makes sense. Funded, but it's like funded by Drew McIntyre is is like how they're selling it, which you know is the right way to do it if you're trying to push this direction with uh, with Drew. And so it was. It's. It, like I, I felt like it was a, it was a lot. Like you say a lot, but it was like t- almost too much for me. Well, it's because they have a lot of questions to try to 
teased right. and further along. And well, but you've also got two months to do, yeah. all, you know, two but, and a half months to do it. Did you, it was like they tried to do it all in that one program. But I think you, that's how not much even is just over happen. the course of a show. Right, they did all in one program. Show. Yeah, I think that's just, it, because there's it's not just two and a half months because you've got Elimination Chamber coming up in two and a half weeks, and I True. think we're going to get Drew versus Cody at Elimination Chamber in a, in a straight up singles match. I don't even because I feel like if there was going to be a chamber match to decide Seth's challenger, we'd already know that we, by now. Well, they started doing it. They started the women, doing it with yeah. the women already. Exactly, and and so I feel like we would know that already, and and we don't. Like, it's probably just going to be that one chamber match. Maybe they'll throw together a second together a second one. We'll find out on SmackDown, but uh, no, that's maybe that's Nick Aldis's announcement about the United States Championship. Who's going to challenge? You know, right. Logan Paul, maybe he's going to set up an elite. I'm pretty sure Logan Paul is going to be in Australia. So kind of figured he would rematch with Seth Rollins there. But or with uh, I, I, re- I really hope Logan Paul doesn't lose his title. No, I don't think he'll lose it until WrestleMania. To, I don't even want him to lose it to WrestleMania. He might beat LA Knight. He, he might beat LA Knight at WrestleMania. Who knows? But so the opening promo, to, like, like they don't have as much time as you think because of how many twists and turns it's probably going to be. Um. Drew McIntyre, for all the complaining that I've done about him for the past three years, I finally enjoy Drew McIntyre. And when he talks, I've always enjoyed him in the ring. I finally, because he's no longer trying to be right. He's no longer trying to be a righteous heel. He's no longer trying to be a cool. He's actually allowing himself to be a heel. Like he's one, you know, cheating, one, one pulling of the tights to win a match away for being a full blown heel. Like that's where he's at right now. And that's where he should be all along. Uh, so good on Drew McIntyre for finally choosing to be to be a heel. But there's still that question about Cody, and, and they've still got, I mean, they're literally setting up Friday SmackDown, they're setting up Thursday's press conference, setting up Elimination Chamber, all before WrestleMania. So there's a lot of shit they got to get done. Uh, so yeah. I was okay with it. My whole thing is, it, it, it's no one, like like the people who just, people refuse to believe WWE can be good at their job. People refuse to believe that this company can be worth billions of dollars, can be the global leader in in professional wrestling for 50 fucking years, but they don't know how to tell a story. Because if the fans actually get into a story, they're like, oh, well, we love it because we caused that story. Listen, you didn't get Daniel Bryan Danielson into the main event of WrestleMania 30. You didn't get Kofi Kingston a world title match at WrestleMania 35. And you're not getting Cody Rhodes into the match with Roman Reigns now. You're being worked. But here's the thing. That's the point. Th- that, that's the entire point of pro wrestling is to be worked. It, it's, it's, it goes into that. And, and this is why WWE will always be above AEW. Although when this started happening, everybody was like, this is a year that AEW is going to pass WWE. And I'm like, their average attendance is like 2,200 right now for the year. Like, shut up. Right. AEW tries really, really hard to give the fans what they want. Really, 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 really hard. WWE works really, 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 really hard to give the fans what they need. And there's a big difference in that. Because you because wrestling fans don't always know what they need. They know what they want, but they don't know what they need. And when I say what they meet, what they need, it's like when they get it, they realize how much they wanted it. Like, like that's what that's what happens. Right. If they just went out there and Cody wins the Rumble and he announced that he's wrestling Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, great. That's what they did last year. 
Now what are we going to do for two and a half fucking months? Like, because right. we just did this last year. And and it's it's like when they made Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 38 a unification match. They didn't do it because they didn't want to have two world titles. They did it because they had run with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns twice at WrestleMania already and, and bunches of other times. They needed a way to make it different and more. And so they made it this stupid title unification match, which is half the reason we're in this problem right now. If they didn't right. merge the WWE Championship with the Universal, we wouldn't have this problem. Cody would already be the WWE Champion by now if they didn't do right. that. And we wouldn't even have the World Heavyweight Championship that people refuse to accept even though they should. They accepted the Universal, they, you know, not right away, but a lot quicker than they accepted this one. And that's probably because of Cody. But right. so they can't just do the same fucking thing two years in a row. You can do the same match two years in a row if you want to, but you can't do the same story two years in a row. By March, people would be like, can we just get to WrestleMania already? Like, that's what they'd be saying because it'd right. be boring. Instead, you're being taken on a ride, a good ride, but still taken for a ride because that's what you're supposed to want from pro wrestling. I'm not convinced. Everyone thinks it's just going to be Seth and Drew. By the way, we want Drew was trending on Twitter now. That's the new thing, right? Everybody's we want somebody and it's trending on Twitter. And it's it's always it's always it's always somebody who's not the somebody you're being sh- yeah. shown. Unless, shoved down your throat. Unless um uh, unless Drew is going to completely squash Seth Rollins in 30 seconds. I don't think we may not get Seth in a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. I right. just don't know how much he can do. And he has said it himself. How, he doesn't just want to show up at WrestleMania. Like he wants to be able to work before WrestleMania so he can make sure he's good. Like this may need to be a four-way big clusterfuck, maybe even like a ladder match. Who knows? Just to protect him a little bit. To protect Seth and keep him out there. So we could see Drew. We could see Gunther. We could see Shinsuke. We, you know, we could see all of these people in that match. Fuck, you could throw Jay Uso in there if you really wanted to. Jay's probably going to wrestle Jimmy, even though everyone thinks he's going to wrestle Gunther because of one promo at WrestleMania. Like, there's all these things that that people can see. But it's WrestleMania season, right? And everything's going going crazy and going well. Now we've got this press event on Thursday in Vegas. Couple things about that. Number one, the immediate response to the press event in Vegas was, well, they must be announcing WrestleMania 41 being in Las Vegas. That's wrestling fans being stupid. Because, well, they, 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 it's what they always do. First of all, TKO is a thing now. Hasn't been a thing before. Wasn't a thing for any other WrestleMania press event. TKO has a major presence in Las Vegas, Nevada because of the UFC. There's also this thing, what do they call it? Oh, the fucking Super Bowl this week. In Las I heard Vegas, that's happening. That yeah. 98% of the media and 100% of the media you want attention from is currently at. So it makes sense. We might see more of these in Super Bowl cities in the future. I think that the only dumb thing about this press event at the Super Bowl location is the fact that they've never done it before. It's pretty smart, yeah. in my opinion. I don't expect them to announce Vegas as the site for WrestleMania. If they do, maybe we'll finally get all the chair shot people together for fucking once. But... Uh. We, we have tried about? that pipe tree. Well, we have we talked have. about that pipe tree. How, how hard have we actually really tried the chair shot gap? It would, it would take some, some effort. It would take some effort, but I feel like it's been long. I, we started this thing I in 2017. Out, I think out West I could, I could make it. I I could make it. Eight. It, it'll I, be eight I have years a friend, by the time I have we get to live out there. 
<laughs> be eight years by the time we get to WrestleMania that that everybody's been doing this. So, um, yeah, and I know you can get to Vegas because you did it in 2020. So we we, we can figure right it out. right before we all shut down. What's funny about that? You 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 knew this. You may not remember it. Was that wasn't even my last trip to Vegas before COVID hit? No, no, I remember. I went yeah. two weekends later for a soccer tournament. Got sick, probably had COVID, and then you know the world fell apart. I just I just remember coming back from that trip as we take this on a on a unintentioned side side quest. Um, taking that trip, and I'm like back like a week or so, and all of a sudden they're talking about cases popping up in Vegas, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, damn, damn, I guess well, glad I left what I did. You know, I didn't catch it till like January that year, so. Took me a while. But I it got took it. you a while. I and got then you it. got it again. So yes, it did. All right, Probably three gonna, times. We're gonna go to commercial, and then we're gonna come back, and I've got right. some ideas. So here we go. Okay. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save ten percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code Chairshot. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code Chairshot to save ten percent. That's AngryLemonade.net. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Acknowledge me. For the few sound bites that I have since I've changed computers, it felt like that made sense. So, all right. So I want to present. I did this. Is I changed my background for you? You've used it before, though. I know, but it's because I'm lazy and didn't want to find more. So okay. I, you get, you get this Roman Reigns background. In fairness, so. For the kids, for those of you, because we, you know, we don't want to show you our ugly mugs. We've talked about showing you, well, Greg's ugly mug. I'm devastatingly handsome, but um, it's it's just an an old school promo photo with uh, our 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 worst manager of all time, who my head <laughs> blocks out. You can't see him. Uh, sorry, he's the uh, the wise man now uh, with our boy Roman Reigns back when he was holding both the belts, right? One over his shoulder. Uh, I, I changed it away from hollow notes just for this show. You're not allowed to call yourself that level of handsome until you regrow the goatee. That's all I want. Your, your goatee campaign is, is one of the, is fascinating to me. You're not, you're not alone, by the way, you do have an ally out, out here in, in uh, Massachusetts. One of my, one of my friends here, uh, every time the little O'Dowds, um, Baby pictures come uh-huh. up when I still had it. 
the first thing that gets posted under there isn't, oh, he was so little. It's bring back the goatee. I'm telling you, goatee 2024. I don't give a fuck about Trump, Biden 24. No, goatee 24. Is is no what we is the, is the campaign? I need to make a shirt I don't, I don't, for that. But I, I, like, I, don't, that I like my look. I like I like my face. How does the lovely and talented Mrs. O'Dowd feel? Because we all know that's who's making the decision. Well, she hated the goatee. Like I, I somehow overcame. Yeah, having the facial hair that she didn't care for for her to actually like you know one date me and then marry me. To be uh, fair, because, as we continue to derail, my wife hated my facial hair. Until right. I shaved it off. And then she was like, can you grow back? So. Was, well, and that was, so the, when I lost the goatee, it was because I was. Lost uh, it like you misplaced your facial hair. Well, I, I was, I was grooming. You fucked up. I and, know. We remember this. And story. I dropped, I dropped the, the trimmer and busted okay. the face card. And I had half a goatee down <laughs> and no other face cards to to put on there because it was one of those adjustable deals and so it was either have this weird it wasn't even like i could argue that i designed it you know like how some people might like cut out the soul patch area of the goatee or make like do some sort of thing to make it. no it just looked like i look like two-face from batman with with a goatee one all like shaggy and unkempt and the other one nice and neatly trimmed and i was like well i guess today's the day it goes and i took it all away she was a little weirded out by it but she didn't she never she's never liked facial hair it's not been her preference so losing the facial hair was never sad for her it would have been more funny if you went to like Walmart to try to buy a new one cuz here you are at Walmart with like a ski mask on trying to right. not show half your goatee and and pick up you know beard trimmers so cuz that was before everybody was ordering everything off Amazon and it would have been there the next day so, because I recently got a new one off Amazon that was here the next day, but I digress. So everybody and their brother has a podcast and they're talking about this right now. So I want to present two different options of what can take place. One that is somewhat normal, one that is somewhat out there. And, and, and the somewhat out there idea came first and then the somewhat normal idea came second. So here are my ideas. Number one. I believe we're coming out of this press event on Thursday with the announcement of The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. I don't believe we're going to come out of this press press event with the announcement of Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. I almost think Cody might walk off. I think Cody's going to do something big at this press event. Something yeah. uncharacteristic of Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes has the right to pick who he's going to wrestle at WrestleMania for the championship. If the rock versus Roman Reigns is set, then Cody Rhodes would simply be adding himself to the match. I don't believe they're going to do this on two different nights. I don't, I don't believe any of that. So I do believe Cody could add himself to the match. And then we have the very interesting scenario of the rock versus Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes, which in my opinion is the best case scenario for Cody Rhodes. I think that is a better case scenario than a one-on-one match with Roman Reigns because there's a reason the rock is there. There's a reason the rock is garnering so much attention. That reason can benefit Cody Rhodes very, very much. You also give yourself the opportunity to maybe tell the story of the family and maybe the rock is trying to help Roman win because he's the tribal chief. And because the rock doesn't want the family to lose the thing, the rock hasn't said 
Roman doesn't. The Rock just talked about his spot at the head of the table. That's really all he's done negative towards Roman. And and Roman could almost acknowledge him, right? And then The Rock is helping Roman Reigns. Who knows? There's lots of stories you can tell. Cody wins. Maybe Cody pins The Rock to win. And now Roman's got an issue with The Rock. Roman's got an issue with Cody. There's a lot of shit going on. Maybe Roman pins The Rock and now we can continue Cody's story and we can pass Hogan if that's still the plan. Who the hell knows, right? We got all that. I, I think that that's pretty... I think that's more likely than than, than Cody not being in that title match. So, so wait a minute. How does he pass Hogan if Cody pins The Rock... No, that would be if Roman pins the rock and Cody doesn't get it. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. I sorry. I was Which initially I was like, the Rock's not gonna share the spotlight. But now that the Rock's there and and the Rock wants to actually build the company, the Rock's motivation is a little bit different. I don't believe the Rock's there just purely for his own selfish intentions. We mentioned it earlier, but then we got sidetracked. If the reports are true that Triple H knew about the Rock all along and still had Cody win the Rumble, he didn't do that for no reason. Right? He right. had a fucking plan. And I don't believe that plan was for him to face Seth Rollins because all those decisions were made before Punk was there. I don't I'm not hundred percent sold that Punk was was necessarily gonna win the Rumble and be in that match. Who knows? I I, I long maintain that you don't let CM Punk walk back in the company and hand him a WrestleMania right. main event so after all the shit he's What done. do you what do you think about the people who point to the match itself and, and uh, this alleged moment where like after he gets hurt, quote unquote, the audible was called. Did you ever get a chance um, to see that? Cause I don't, I, I don't see, I, I don't see it, but I, if you, I, just... I have gone back and looked and you can see CM Punk talking to a ref during the right. rumble to indicate his injury. So it's plausible. Right. But I'm more apt to believe that that Cody's been this plan for a long time. Um, yeah. Because the story works better. Uh, well, depends on how they finish it, right? But <laughs> I know right? I didn't even do it on purpose, but it just happened that way. The story does tend to work better with Cody winning the Rumble and then people thinking that things are in doubt. Not wrestling storyline in doubt, but legitimately real life in doubt. Just like they did with Kofi Kingston, just like they did with Daniel Bryan Danielson. Like, me getting worked, right? It's all that. Mm-hmm. The Rock has talked about. Okay, so now I'm on to idea number two. This was the first one that I came up with that I texted you about. I didn't text Patrick the idea, loyal listener. I just told him I had an idea. The Rock has talked about doing something that's never been done before. The Rock has talked about telling the stories for the long game, nothing stupid short term, whatever, right? The Rock has talked about all these things. I've long maintained that we would not get The Rock versus Roman Reigns on night one of WrestleMania, that The Rock doesn't want to wrestle on night one, only to be overshadowed by night two. Plus, what if Roman gets injured against The Rock on night one? Then your night two main event is fucked, and you can't do that. Yes. Right? Next thing you know, you got Cody Rhodes wrestling Damian Priest because he has a briefcase, and 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 that would just totally screw up. But, but The Rock shows up with Brian Gewertz, and he's got his seven bucks productions movie company. And he's one of the biggest movie stars in the world. He's in a lot. And he's talked about making a movie. And I've long believed that he wanted to make a movie out of this. So what if we get the rock versus Roman Reigns on night one of WrestleMania, but it's cinematic and it's cinematic to the okay. point where it's not just one 30 minute cinematic, but completely Lucha Underground style being told through, you know, mafia type, because that's how Roman Reigns' characters portrayed throughout the night. 
right? And, and, and throughout everything, like literally dispersed throughout the evening. So it could be taped ahead of time and just completely tell the story of the rock and Roman reigns that way. Then we get to night two. The rock is somehow involved in the match with Roman and Cody. Maybe it still is a triple threat match. Who knows? Like, like if the rock truly wants to do something different, he's going to do something different. And all of the suggestions that we've had cinematic before, but we haven't necessarily yeah. had cinematic strewn throughout the entire event outside of the Hollywood backlot brawl back at WrestleMania, like 11. So does, and does that even count or 12? Yeah. They literally taped. I mean, I that's more it, cinematic. That's than true. That's, that was like the original cinematic match, except for, well, that and then, you know, the Rock and Mick Foley in the empty arena match. I, I I just think that, and The Rock was part of that too. Like The Rock's been around for some of these alternative methods of storytelling. And I think he truly wants to do something different. So I could see some sort of storytelling that 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 is, you know, sown throughout WrestleMania before we get to this main event match um that that everybody's involved in. So I would be willing to buy that if it were tribal combat. We had a tribal combat and it was an actual wrestling match. Or maybe they call it tribal something else involving Roman Reigns and The Rock and maybe Afa and and you've got Rikishi and and you know and, and we've got Jacob Fatu. He's a free agent like we got more Samoans we can put in there. There's a good chance that Jimmy and Jay bring, are going to have their uh, match at WrestleMania. Bring back the Punjabi prison. That's that's Indian and, and not Samoan. And but okay. Yes, you'd have to rename it. Um because like, it would like visually Samoan, it would, visually it would fit. But yeah, just throw gender in there too, apparently. Though. No. Um right. don't hinder gender any longer than any more than we've already hindered. Not in the Royal Rumble, Jinder Mahal, by the way. We didn't talk about it last week, but I you know, I I, would, I almost brought it up because I felt for you. Yeah, but we had to have Pat McAfee in the Royal Rumble, so to do nothing. But, oh come on! It was funny-ish. It was, but I mean, there were—you could have had forty-eight thousand people chanting "Whoop that trick" if you really wanted to. So true, but again, this is Greg yeah. DeMarco ignoring the long-standing history of the Royal, Royal, Royal Rumble and goofy eliminations. And oh, absolutely, you're you're hundred percent. So anyway, um, so those are my oh, ideas. Cinematic, cinematic match. I. I yeah, I think either of those either of those work fine. Here, here's my question: Are you now past the idea that Roman Reigns will pass Hogan? No, because the one scenario in the triple threat match is yeah, you did lay that Roman out, pinning yeah. Rock. I'm not. What I'm past is the scenario where Cody's not involved in this match. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're past the point of no return on that. You were handing right. out, we want Cody signs at the arena, right? right. Like, like, right. like it, it, you had him win the rumble. You had to stare down. He's tweeting, trust me. And, and Brian Gewertz is like, it's a long-term story. Like there's all these people that are saying these things. You do all that just to have Cody face Seth Rollins. That doesn't sound right to me. I right. just, and, and, no, and, no, I and I've been that. pounding the table since before WrestleMania 39 that we were not getting the rematch at WrestleMania 40 and we very well could, but it, but I got to look at the landscape as it is today and, and, and they've, they've surprised us before, but I can't see all my playlists or otherwise a scenario where Cody faces Seth Rollins after winning the Royal Rumble, pointing at Roman saying in the press conference, it's Roman 
having Rock come in, having the We Want Cody movement, all that stuff, and people being cool with that shit. So, speaking of people being cool with that shit, uh, you know, in the scenarios that you laid out, and you talked about the, you know, Roman retaining by, you know, pinning the Rock or whatever, uh, is there a scenario where Cody doesn't win a belt you know, doesn't win the world, uh, whatever grand universal world heavyweight championship of the world uh, belt. And people are satisfied with that finale. Satisfied is a tough word because. Well, okay. What do you, do you think that like, let's just, what level of vitriol comes from our favorite population um, how how do you minimize that if Cody doesn't finish the story? Quote, unquote, finish the story. If, if Cody will. doesn't get pinned, if Cody gets pinned, they're going to riot. There's just no stopping that crew, right? It, it's UConn winning, you know, men's and women's national championships to a day apart. Like, it's just, which the women's side was too tame. Celebrate the same. But um, I can only say that because I watched it from my window. But I, I just, if Cody gets pinned, they're fucked. Like, like that's just, even if it's the rock turning, even if it's the rock turning and being the reason that Cody gets pinned, although it's a hell of a story, right? The rock turns on Cody, Cody gets pinned. The rock acknowledges Roman as a tribal chief. That might actually be some really good fucking storytelling that people could buy into over time. Cause now you've got Cody. Yeah beating the rock at SummerSlam and then going after Roman. That's pretty good. Like that's, that's pretty good for, for, and, and so if, if Cody loses because he got ganged up on by the rock and Roman, not solo, not Jimmy, not Jay turning heel, not Jacob Fatu, not Lance on Hawaii, not Rikishi, not Afa, not anybody else, right? Only the rock could do this for it to be okay. If the Rock's in the match and suddenly it becomes a handicap match and that's why Roman wins, yes, they're going to be throwing trash into the ring. But it might be a better kind of trash. But I be. think it's 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 it would be people would it's be the ready. Trash you want? Like Cody shows up on Raw and cuts this promo, and people are like, and he's not wearing a suit, right? Cody shows up on Raw and he's in jeans and a cut off T shirt and and he's got a bull rope in his hand, like he's full on dusty at this point. Polka dots. Oh wait, sorry. No, no polka dots. Dear God. No polka dots and, and no no stardust stars. makeup. Yeah, none um, of that. Um, and and he's on a war path, and that leads to Cody and Rock, and then eventually leads to Cody and Roman, maybe in the fall. And we still beat the record. All that I'd be fine with that. Rock pins a Roman pins Rock. Rock retains. If that title changes hands, it's got to go to Cody. It just has to go to Cody right, at this point. Right. So so if if. Even if there's a riot, I think the fans will still be ready for more. And so that's why satisfying is such a tough word because satisfying, I'm satisfied at the end of a meal. And right. to me, that until Cody ho- holds the title overhead, it's not the end of the meal, in my opinion. Because right. that is how this ends whenever it happens, whether it happens in Philly, whether it happens when SmackDown debuts on USA, when Raw debuts on Netflix. If Survivor Series is in Madison Square Garden or at WrestleMania 41 in fucking Wembley, I don't know. Wherever it happens, that's the end of the sandwich. That was delicious and I'm satisfied. And I think the fans would be satisfied. 
If Cody eats the pin, though, and it's, like, clean-ish enough, like, they, they might not be able to come back from that. And I think they know that. I hope they know that. But I, given what they're doing right now with all the I we would, want yes, Cody stuff, I they would know assume that. that they know that. I do want to say this. Well, I, I, oh, if you have a reaction to what I said, because I'm going to slightly deviate, but not. No, no, I don't. I'm just listening. Uh, you're riffing. You're on a roll. We talked uh, previously about Logan Paul tweeting, we want Cody. Right? We oh, by the way, I meant to mention this. The other name that you dropped in talking about us, Ricochet, was the other person who Did he say we want Cody? Because I yeah. saw his other tweet about discourse and blah, blah, blah. And and his wife Unless literally. Unless it wasn't a real ricochet, uh, I saw I it know. in a report, so it could, have some, it could have been somebody buying. What a fake I what tweet. I loved was Samantha Irving replying to his tweet saying she was offended by it. Like that was. Just, I did think that was funny. That's, yeah. That that that's a good relationship right there. So here's the thing about Logan Paul that I thought about after the We Want Cody signs, and this is all an elaborate work, and it's Kofi Mania, it's Cody Mania, it's the it's 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 the woe movement, it's Daniel Bryan, Anderson all over again, it's everything. Logan Paul, if you've listened to something to wrestle with, Logan Paul is good buddies with Bruce Pritchard. Right? Yep. Logan Paul is the most trending person WWE has that's not named Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It wouldn't surprise me, now that we know this whole thing's a work, if Bruce Pritchard was like, hey, can you tweet this? To Logan Paul. Right. And Logan Paul was like, yeah, sure. Like, I'm all in. I love this thing. Here's what's going on. Logan Paul, he's like, I can't fully say why, but you can see what's happening. Can you tweet this? And Logan Paul being like, we want Cody. Boom. Send. There you go. Here's another case of Prime for you, Bruce. Like, that's what would happen. Because Bruce loves his Prime. He talks about it on the show. He does. He loves that shit. Um, So I don't buy into anybody tweeting, we want Cody from a talent perspective, because... WWE is creating the movement that they did it with Daniel Bryan Anderson, did it with Kofi Kingston. We're doing oh, no, the fan, the fans created Daniel Bryan movement. The fans. And it's Kofi fans. Kingston, because Mustafa Ali was going to get a world title match at WrestleMania. Yep. Not Kofi Kingston. And again, and this is why the, the Cody thing, WWE loves data. We don't talk about it a lot. They don't talk about it a lot. They know merch sales. When when Kofi Kingston got Kofi, got, got the Kofi Mania run, New Day was outselling everybody in merchandise. Like yep. they 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 came out at WrestleMania 32. They came out of a giant box of bootios. You could buy bootios at the time and eat them for breakfast. Like like, like people don't remember Dan, when when Daniel Bryan Danielson. Obviously, we I've been saying it for it's it was an elaborate work forever. Okay. Go back and watch WrestleMania 29. WrestleMania 30 was the yes movement. Go back and watch WrestleMania 29. When Daniel Bryan, Danielson, and Kane retained the tag team titles against, I believe, Dolph Ziggler and Big E, who was probably Langston still at that point, 90,000 people were in MetLife Stadium chanting yes. At that moment, Vince McMahon was probably like, damn it, that's our WrestleMania 30 main event. It's it's Daniel, it's it's Bryan, Danielson. Like... No, Vince and then didn't. All know. the B plus player garbage and everything else, it was all it, it was all a story and it worked. So ten years later, people are still talking about it. Five years later, people are bringing up Kofi Mania. It worked. Not as good as and here's the thing. Kofi and Daniel Bryan should have main evented WrestleMania 35. The women's match was not that good. Like no. like Asuka and Charlotte should have main evented 34 without the pressure of being built up as the WrestleMania main event. 
Like, it, it would have been better if they just, people were like, holy shit, Roman's wrestling Brock now. Like, the women are going to be in the main event. Like, they instead they tried to create the history and advertise it ahead of time. And then Kofi, because once Kofi beat Daniel Bryan Anderson, that show goes downhill. Like, it really does. Yeah. If you watch WrestleMania 35. It's got, like, 47 matches on the card anyway. I think 14. But still, like, that's a lot of fucking matches. But that was the emotional high point, and it never got higher than that. Um, not even for Becky Lynch's weird clusterfuck of a win over. There's Ronda so Rousey many. There's so many WrestleManias that are like that too. Like 25 is another really good example. Like, yeah. The show, the match that should have ended the show was literally what, like the halfway point, maybe the two thirds point. Right. I can't remember where. Or where even John was, Cena's but, triple threat match for the title could have been right. could have been there. But or I don't know if that was. I think I'm mixing up my WrestleManias. But yeah, well, 20, Triple H, 25, Randy Orton. I just remember that poor, poor Orton and Triple H had no chance. Well, like Triple H and Jericho, yeah, eighteen. Like they, they couldn't no follow chance. Hogan and Rock. Like no, no chance. It, it just, it just, it just wasn't. You know, you said no chance, and I got sad. Like, like no chance in hell is never going to be a thing again. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. Arguably, outside of building the entire business that we love, Vince McMahon's theme song was the greatest thing about him. And at this point, the only good thing about him, other than the yeah. fact that he built this business that we all love and talk about all the time. Other than that, fuck that guy. Um, Very much so. He deserves it. He deserves it. So, so that's where we're at. All right, I'm going to go to break again, and then we're going to play a little game. Not really a game. Do a little bit about pro wrestling. Right back. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. So Patrick O'Dowd sent me the Ricochet tweet, right? He texted it to me. And it says, to clear the record, a bunch of ellipses, and then we want Cody. And, you know how Twitter works. The very first thing it shows me is a reply from somebody else. that says, no, we don't. And it's a picture of the rock staring at the WrestleMania sign to which Ricochet replies. And the rock is my all time favorite. So I wouldn't be mad at this either with the shrug emoji, (laughs) which makes me think Ricochet was tweeting what the company wanted him to tweet, Um, which is fine. They're telling a story. They're doing that. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. All right. We're not doing a list this week. We'll get back to the list soon. It's WrestleMania season. Past couple weeks have been crazy. Patrick O'Dowd is going to sit there with with his glasses on, his his non-existent, you know, glass of, of scotch, his notepad, his pen, sit back in his leather chair as I lay here on his leather couch for my therapy session. Oh, oh God. Because... He, as I, I've I've said this phrase a couple times during this program, and it's something that I need to I need to reconcile. I've said the phrase multiple times. Wrestling fans are stupid. Wrestling fans can be stupid. That's because they're idiots. Things like that. I like somebody was arguing so hard with me, and they have been for months over the Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns or the Rock versus Roman Reigns scenario. Obvious Cody Rhodes fan because would not hear any of it. Because I've been maintaining Cody Rock told us in October this was going to happen. Rock showed up in January told us this was going to happen. Rock showed up in Birmingham 
telling us something's going to happen. And, and this person didn't block me. I had to block them. But here's the thing, Patrick. I had to block them because of me. Because it's like I, I go at these idiots. See, here I go. So hard. Right. Because let's, they keep saying the same idiotic them. thing over and over and over again. And I literally had to block them because of me. And the person yeah. had their friend message me and apologize and ask me to unblock them and then apologize. And I had to tell them, dude, half of this was because I just can't stop. Right. And, and, and I, so I uh, felt bad. I and you start, I think you're on the right track by starting with the idiots thing. Because um, <laughs> I keep saying it. Like, like. I think that, that I really am sitting I, back in my chair for the listeners. And now I'm like, I'm on the couch. I, I have well, my hands I, behind I, my head. I, I, I'm doing therapy. Cause I, I think that there's such a, there, there's such a level of tribalism that has now happened with, with wrestling opinions and kind of views of what should be, whether something is good or bad or indifferent. And when we start to devolve into like when the discord turns to, we're calling wrestling fans idiots, and I'm not saying I've never done this. I have, I have done this. We too. do it on a near weekly basis, um, and you'll do it again next week. Like, but, but that that step one is impacting your own mental health because you're sitting there being like, this person is, you know, this idiot, this idiot, this idiot. They're so stupid and dumb, and then you're escalating. Probably yourself. a perfectly good human being, right? I, and I have no idea who this person is, but, um. But but once you start down that path, and I and I see this all the time, even even in like life, mm-hmm. like I, in in my job, the people who work for me, there's a couple where I've had to step away from a second for a second because I'm like this fucking idiot is doing <laughs> and why can't they just do this? And, and so, it, you know, put this back in the wrestling parlance to go back to how I opened this show and talking about this whole thing. Part of this is why can't they see this? Yes, you're right. And, and being able to. Because people talk, people don't understand what discourse really is, because discourse isn't. I yell at you over and over and over again about how wrong you are and refuse to hear or concede a point that you are making. Right. All I'm going to tell you is how wrong you are. And this is a byproduct of our own media. It's what we see everywhere we go. It's what we hear in our, in our podcasts, in our news reports, you know, to make it wrestling like, I'll, like, I'll call a spade a spade. Conrad Thompson, the like king of podcasting, wrestling podcasting right yep. now. That dude does not hear any other point no. beyond what he believes to be right. And this is our problem and sometimes can be our problem, Greg. Like the yeah. royal hour, you and I. Absolutely. Um, not even the and, royal hour, just you and I. <laughs> But um, and, and so we don't really have a world of discourse or where pl- people can actually have a discourse. We what we do, what we do is we have a cacophony of noise of people who jump on, you know, their podcast because anybody can have a podcast. Look at us. We've been doing it forever. And 
we we sit there and we don't really play out any other sort of side beyond the one that we that we think think we know to our core being to be true right. and the other side is just an idiotic take and i will say this the while it is a as you would probably describe while it is a vanilla paint by number sort of story the cody rhodes story as people on the interwebs that have absolutely for is a very logical reasonable wrestlemania main event story to tell absolutely it's, it's um, and it's a legendary story and people tend to forget they just did it last year so they've got to do something different if that's the direction they're going in and and here's the one thing i will say in in my slash our defense and this is an area that you and i have grown in and and maybe these are people that were us 11 years ago who knows when we started this thing while going back and forth with this person over months i have repeatedly said the phrase i'm fine if i'm wrong and that's one area like I don't mind being wrong. I kind of enjoy when I'm wrong because I learn something right. because I can still be surprised. I get enjoyment out of being wrong. I wasn't always that way. God, I was wrong about something in high school or college. I was like banging the table to, to triple, come home. triple down, triple down. And then just look like a bigger idiot in the end. I still remember. I don't even know if you were there for it, but when, when we all worked at the University of Connecticut, I got in this argument because I swore up and down the lead singer of the band Cake was dead. I killed <laughs> off the lead singer of the band Cake. I was not there for And that one of our long. good I, friends, I won't name her because that's not fair. I know. I, I um, got to know. I'm sure I know. Her, her initials are, are, are also an abbreviation for just kidding. Yeah, that's, that was she, my guess. She, knowing she was 100% right, gave me more than enough rope to hang myself with. And my wife funny. will still tell this story. If I think I'm right about something, she'll be like, yeah, and the lead singer of Cake is dead. And I'm like, fuck off. Because then they looked it up, and sure enough, Greg was wrong. Greg was very... That's probably the moment I became okay with being wrong. Because right. I, I was so wrong. I, I was just... And so, even though I was pounding the table, Roman's going to pass Hogan, Roman's going to do this, Cody's going to win a 41... If it doesn't turn out that way, I'm cool with it. And so that was the big difference. But but because the other side was like, well, I don't have to worry about being okay being wrong because I'm going to be right. And so then I do think I get mad at the person for their well, that's, yeah, unwillingness. That's the, that's the person that's it pushing is. back. And they're, and they're doing they're, – they're doing the, that's an immature response. Like, again, that's not discourse. Like, right. like that, that's not discourse. I think – it's interesting you talk about like when we changed as wrestle like wrestling fans and like who we are and how we see the wrestling business because kids I was not always like like I don't remember when Greg first called me the wrestling realist like, I don't remember how many I don't years remember ago, either. we not, have to go back and listen it was not in the entirety of no. podcasting days like not at all um, it was whenever I started talking about the cycle of WWE tag team champions that's that's when it came about because it's it's basically been for a long time what the wwe's mo has been with tag team championships uh though less so now now it's like who even are the wwe <laughs> tag team champions uh yet they have tons of tag teams like this right. time next year they probably will have two thriving tag team divisions but but i when i started to look 
at what the WWE does versus what I what I want them to do or what I think they were wanting to do, that really changed how I watched the product. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I think is is very much a change in me as a as a fan and, and what I hope makes me a little bit more objective in the way that I say stuff um, with regards to wrestling is that I no longer really care to try and figure out what they're going to do. Like I like so I know because sometimes I'll ask Pat, I'll be like, book this, and you're like, I fucking hate when we do that. Yeah, I know. I I I don't like like if I were running a company and I had control over what the decision was going to like if I worked for Greg, as because for those of you who don't know, Greg does um is a promoter. Um but if I worked for Greg and Greg was like, Look, I want you to book my tag division like that's that's going to be your job is you know we've got these teams maybe greg's like this is a team we're really excited about and they're the ones we want to give the push but how we get there whatever story you want to tell with it you know within there we within what you're working with go for it it's your show it's your world that is different than me watching a product that is not mine and having no control over the direction that's taken I'm just going to let the story come to me. And I have found that to be a much more enjoyable experience for me as a fan. I can say, and this is the thing is it doesn't mean I can't say I don't like a thing. Right. Like I, I have been very vocal about things I don't like, particularly with AEW. And this is why I think it's funny or where I think people will be like, you're an AEW stand. No, no, like, I, I, AEW tells a good story. I'll say it's a good story. They need to tell a good story. Um, and, and I will point out when they don't. I have called out WWE for bad stories. I have called we out We did it TNA last week. For bad stories. Yes. So that's not the thing. And one of what is one of my other favorite sayings that I have used over the last five or so years when it comes to stories and wrestling, Greg? When something happens, what do I say a lot of times? Uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Let it marinate. Oh, yeah. Let it marinate. That's right. Let it marinate. Like, like, let the story be told before you decide whether or not you hate it. Regardless of whether it's the story you think you want, whether it's not, whether or not it's the story you want or don't want, listen to the story that's being told, not the story you want to be told or think should be told. And I promise you, you will enjoy the ride so much more than to be, you know, like fantasy booking out your ass, thinking that you know what the WWE is going to do and then being pissed when they don't do it. Fantasy booking is a trap because it becomes a playlist. Right. Or getting pissed at other people who don't share your vision for what should happen with the WWE. Because the scenario you've described, Greg, is somebody who does not share your vision for what, what would happen. And... You know, rather than then continue to stay in the weeds with that person, you you ended the conversation the only way you knew how, and and really probably could. I I could have walked away, and I should have walked away from the conversation, and not. Right. I shouldn't need to block somebody to protect them from me. Yeah, I mean, but then again, you are very arrogant. You've been told that on. on I actually. have been told that. And the person said, "Full statement. You're arrogant, and I way. understand why." 
was the statement. But here's the other thing about it. And and this is uh, I was going to get to the wrestling promoter part too because this is going to sound arrogant, but it's it's the truth. And I've used this phrase before. When it comes to certain things in the world of professional wrestling, I know too much to be a fan. I know too much. I'm like this right. weird in between of a fan and and someone backstage at WWE. Like I'm neither. Right? I know people backstage at WWE. I work closely with people who also work there. And so it's, it's, I just know too much. And what's funny is when I do talk to those people, we never talk about WWE. But, but by us, again, it's the reason I don't believe in wrestling news. Cause I sat there with the executive vice president of ring of honor. And he told me that shit's bullshit. That's not true. We fed them this information for our own benefit. Like he literally told me all that. Like at WrestleMania 26, when it was being widely reported, WWE was blocking Ring of Honor from all these venues in Phoenix, and the executive vice president of Ring of Honor flat out told me, no, we can't use the convention center because they're there. They're using the convention center. <laughs> right. We can't even get, like, like these other venues, like, have no idea what a Ring of Honor is. Like, that's why they needed me, because I was able to get them a venue in a day. Like, it, it was... And so I just learned. I literally sat there once we signed the venue, and he called up X wrestling website that I don't want to say the name of because it's still out there. It's not Dave Meltzer and said, here's where we're running. Here's to this. Here's ticket. When tickets go on sale, blah, blah, blah. I listened to him, give him the insider information that he wanted to get out. So I literally the ring of honor website at one point had the wrong. This is back when you had, they had to actually post directions to a venue and right. they had the wrong directions. I remember having to call him up and be like, no, that's just a left turn when it should be a right turn. You might want to fix it. Like, I, okay, another funny story, just, just to, again, prove my point, Dragon Gate USA also ran. It was like the first time Dragon Gate USA ran WrestleMania weekend. We went to one of their shows. I'm the reason Ring of Honor changed the start time of one of their shows. I literally called the guy up and was like, Dragon Gate USA starting at this time on Saturday. We should start at this time so there's no overlap. He was like, great. Within an hour, they were announcing a new start time. Pure, I made that decision. Like, and I'm not trying to, other than like, when you get in there, you just see things and you learn things and you hear things and you realize this shit's so like what is out there is so way off base sometimes. Mm-hmm. And Sasha Banks once complained online or in an interview, and this is when she was still there, that oftentimes they wouldn't know what they were doing until they got to the building. That's because you're going to go fucking tell somebody what's going to happen. Like it, it, it's, it's why they do these things. Like it's all. And, and that's just, uh, you know, just literally it's learned. It's just learned experience. And so I do think there's that element of like knowing too much, but I got to be self-aware about that. That's not somebody else's fault that I quote unquote know too much. And you know too much through osmosis, basically. Like you really do. Right. Uh, and you've been there for some of it. You were there for Ring of Honor and you, you were there to see things. And when unnamed wrestling executive walked right through the front door and we were supposed to stop him and couldn't, like all those things. Like, right, right. And now I'm good with that person and love that person. Like, it's just all the, the weirdness that, that happens uh, in pro wrestling. Cause it's pro wrestling. Everybody changes. So we know too much. Here's the other element of it where I'm now the therapist for both of us. And this is what some people never do. And this is not a wrestling conversation. This is essentially the meaning of life. We're supposed to grow, learn and evolve as people. We should not be the same person we were. 13 years ago when we started podcasting, right? That's why marriages fall apart. 
Because when you get married to somebody and 11, 12 years later, you're not the same human being. That's why the seven year itch, right? That's why, because you're no longer the same person that you were. And if you're willing to grow and learn and evolve together and figure it out, it'll work. Otherwise, no, you're fucked. I've been married going on 25 years. Like we're not the same people we were 25 years ago, but we know that. And we talk about it and, and, and you grow, learn, evolve that way. If we're the same person and we never change, there's a reason why the same people who are the same and never change often lose a lot of their friends, often lose a lot of their relationships because you're not growing. And that's the point of life. If you're the same person you were in high school, if you're uncle Rico, uncle Rico was single for a reason. People, Nobody wanted to be around him because he was still the douchebag that he was in high school. Patrick's not the douchebag he was in high school. I'm not the douchebag I was in high school. Patrick probably wasn't a douchebag in high school. I probably was a douchebag in high school. I, I definitely was at times. We're no longer those people because we've grown and we've evolved. And I think some of the people that we argue with are those who never grew and evolved. I'm not saying this individual is like that, but that's part of it too. Like we're supposed to change. We should be smarter about wrestling 13 years into podcasting than we were when we right. first started. Like, like we I just should be. So too, yeah. And, and, and then you pile on the fact that we know too much and we're going to look at things like, you know, Cody mania for lack of a better phrase differently than, than everybody else's. So, but with great power comes great responsibility. Whether you want to attribute that to Spider-Man and Harry Potter, it's up to you. But I, we cannot expect others to know that for us. We have to know that for ourselves. And that's why I blocked this person and unblocked them when they asked and, and made nice and, and gladly did so and, and apologized. Um, cause that person like felt so bad about everything that they had felt and said, um, arguing. And he was even like, I go so hard about this stuff. And I was like, yeah, I do too. And it was a really bad, you know, it was supply hit demand in the perfect spot of, of what was going on. There you go. Um, and, 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 and that also people are fighting about a storyline in wrestling. Most people would say that's a bad thing. That just shows that it's working. That just shows that, that sports fans fight with each other. People were fighting over the Grammys the other day. People fight over everything when it's meaningful. No one fights over something that doesn't. Well, okay. It's social media. People fight over shit that doesn't matter. Not as many people fight over things that don't matter. <laughs> this level of fighting where you had, we want Cody, we want Rocky. And now we want drew trending. Like that's, that's moving the needle, right? That's yeah, WWE. Are talking. Years ago when AEW was debuting and I'm in a Facebook group with, with people in the business, it's fizzled out a little bit, but it still pops yeah. up from time to time. Someone was literally like, why are you saying all these negative things about AEW? And I'm like, cause they're true. And they're like, yeah, but this is good for the business that AEW is about to exist. I was like, you're right. And I still believe that AEW, despite any shortcomings, is great for the wrestling business. Right. 100% believe that it, it's wonderful for the wrestling business. But it, it's, it's again, you got to know yourself. I, you can't control anybody but yourself. It's like I tell my kids about driving. Like The, the only distance you control is the, the distance between you and the car in front of you. You can't control the car behind you or beside you. You and the car in front of you. Like, we can't control how other people are going to act online, but we can control how we act online. So that's, that's our therapy session. There you go. I feel, I feel better. I hope, I hope I was helpful. You can, you can bill me for your, your 25 minutes of, of your hourly rate. And, and of course that's not how therapy works. You're going to bill me for the whole hour and that's fine. 
That's right. It's it's definitely 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 worth definitely worthwhile. Where is the soundbite? All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of When we talk about one topic so hard on a show, I have no idea what to talk about with the three-minute warning. I just, just not. Did you watch Take, would you take Over? Listen to me. Did you watch Vengeance Day, NXT Vengeance Day on Sunday? No, you didn't. Okay. Sometimes you watch NXT. Sometimes you do. No, I, um, what I, I, oddly enough, I've been keeping up with Impact. Yes, uh, you have. I've, been, I've, I've watched back to back episodes of Impact. That, that's been fun um, as they get back into it. Yeah. Got that rare, that like one off Okada appearance mm-hmm. uh, on Impact. That was, that was nice. Uh, I've been following the roulette of where Okada shows up now because I heard the post show tease of somebody debuting is coming and people are like, it's a Japanese proverb. It's Okada, maybe. Who knows? I don't care. I guess, the, uh, yeah, I guess there was some tease on NXT that I didn't catch. That, yeah, it was like, it was like a, almost like a post credit scene with, uh, and some saying that people are saying it's a Japanese, like it's an old Japanese, like, saying. Which could be a lot of different like, people. Let's be honest. Which could be, yeah, so it's like Japan is kind of a, a large talent pool. It could be. It could a, also a be somebody coming from Japan, like Tama Tonga, right. who wrestled for right. a decade in Japan and is now coming back over the state. Like, who knows? Right. What it could be. But, um, no, about the only thing, I mean, hey, as we're wrapping up a recording night, I'm going to, I'm going to wish the little O'Dowd a happy birthday. It was yeah, his birthday today. 12 um, years old. You missed three old. weeks of podcasting back in the day for that. And that was like an unheard of thing. Now we'll miss three weeks of podcasting because the wind blew. So, yeah. It's it, true. It's, it's, you, I like that you gave me a low key hard time for, recording tonight and i just couldn't... i was like it's your kid's birthday i once recorded like, on my wedding anniversary because we were interviewing brian kendrick like like it's... he was now i wouldn't do that he, he was long asleep and in bed by the time i got down oh, yeah. to start recording but i bet i bet you know like he had his day we celebrated of course. him but he's also uh, 12 no. now it's just, you've had 12 years of this again we grow and we evolve and we change right like he's he's cool no nah, he is so... he is cool he's very cool i will say this the the it took forever for Carmelo Hayes to finally turn on Trick Williams, right? The yes. the mystery attack on Trick was in October. It's now February, and we finally had the turn. Even then, it was very well done. Like yes. Trick was Melo's like you're my boy, whatever. Then he stood behind him for a minute, and they didn't rush it. It was long enough to where the crowd was like, "Oh shit!" And then he hits him. Like it was long and all credit to mellow. And and I think I put this in the chair shot chat. He wore the exact same outfit that Shawn Michaels wore at the barbershop. Like, so like the black jeans with the black leather jacket, like good on you, mellow. Like so good. And I've already seen the promo that he cut on, on NXT. And that's brilliant. All he did was he still had the chair that he used to beat up trick and he had the microphone and ever and they were booing the shit out of him. Like I haven't heard the 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 NXT crowd boo somebody that bad because they all love Trick Williams and they should. Trick's amazing. It, remember when remember when Roman Reigns stood there for nine minutes and everybody booed at him and then he pelled on the microphone and just said, "This is my yard now," and left. 
Mello a- soaked in the booze, whatever, that he held the microphone to face and he said, not yet. And then just left. Yeah. That's like, good. like just, just completely, which is great because stand and deliver is not till April. So, and that's obviously what they're going to, I hope that stand and deliver that, that the last match of the show, the quote unquote main event is trick and mellow. Like I hope they go Ciampa versus Gargano and put that over title matches because that's been brewing. They've been together for two years. The breakups been brewing since October. All of it. Like, like Lexus King got involved for a while. Like all these different people got involved and, and now it's, and now it's going to be amazing. And here's the thing. It's probably going to be like Ciampa and Gargano to where they're a tag team on the main roster someday. And and that's, that, that's fine. Right. Like, Ciampa and Gargano feuded multiple times. Gargano was a baby face. Then Ciampa was the baby face. Like they've done this and, and they milked it. They call people up quicker now. So that won't happen to trick and, and mellow, but there'll be a team again on, on, on TV at some point and that'll be fine. And then they'll feud and it'll be, it'll be all good. But also, by the way, they're doing this tag team gimmick right now where they're getting a team from Raw and a team from SmackDown and they're going to fight on SmackDown this week for the right to face a judgment day for the tag team titles. And the teams are Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate against Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Like, I'm not there and they're not booking in my playlist, but just give them like 45 minutes because that match will be fantastic if they have enough time. I would, I wish they could show, it's on SmackDown on Fox so they can't, but go ahead and release the version without commercials on YouTube. Cause it's going to be that good. Like with, with those two teams going at it, in my opinion, two, two of my favorite tag teams. So that'll be that. Yeah. We're just nice. shooting the shit now. It, it, it shows over. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, show's done. at wrestling realist, W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. There's no I in wrestling, nor is there knowledge of when we coined that phrase. Like Patrick said earlier at Greg DeMarco four, four at chair shot media for the chair Your home for the best and wrestling opinions, analysis, non-wrestling content, and of course, all the amazing podcasts as part of the ChairShot Radio Network. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Just sit up now and no longer be in the, in the therapy chair. So, um, it's WrestleMania season. I The Royal Rumble is the kickoff to WrestleMania season, but my God, it kind of feels like it kicked off last Friday. It really does. It really does. did. It, it really, really did. did. And now we got this press event. All I will say is this. If if they end that press event announcing The Rock versus Roman Reigns, don't throw your laptop out the window. Because it's probably not how it's going to end up. Like, this is yeah. the Patrick O'Dowd let it marinate. They are telling a story. It's going to take some time. 14 hours ago from, from this recording, I tweeted, Hey there, wrestling fans. Enjoy the ride to WrestleMania. It seems like there's a ton to come. Let it happen. Just let it happen, guys. Be okay. Yeah. Like, it really will. And and who knows where this road is going to take us. And here's another thing that, that is lost in all of this. And some people are going to hate this. And they hated it probably when we said it 10 years ago about Daniel Bryan Anderson. Cody Rhodes deserve a ton of credit for making y'all think this is real. Like Cody's role in all of this, he literally, and, and maybe it's because he's, he's a really emotional person. You can tell. Yeah. And I think he knows that about himself again, grow, evolve and learn as a person. But you could tell like the post raw promo, he's literally tears in his eyes when he tells the fans that I want you to like, 
people are going to think, oh, he's so upset about the situation. The man is working. The man is a worker's worker. He's the son of Dusty Rhodes. Like the man is doing the work of his life right now. And he deserves all the credit. If Cody Rhodes gets injured at the Raw after Mania and has to retire, put that man right into the Hall of Fame right. for this performance alone. Like if, if if Patrick Mahomes has a career-ending injury at the Super Bowl, he should waltz right into the Super Bowl or waltz right into the Hall of Fame. Cody is a Hall of Famer at this point, even if he never holds a world title in WWE. Like he is, and that's part of the reason why the response is what it is. Cause Cody is working his ass off and I don't mean in the ring. He is working his ass off and it's beautiful. So there's a lot more to come. It's the road to WrestleMania, this press conference and, and subsequent SmackDown and Raw are going to bring us even more things to talk about. So buckle up. We're on the road to WrestleMania. It's going to be a hell of a ride. We'll see. We'll see you next week. Awesome! I came to a little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less spark, a little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart, and maybe satisfaction. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.